When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast on a Friday. Mary Kay Cabot, Ashley Bastock and I go through some questions that Mary Kay came up with. Uh, veterans, maybe they should look at a wide receiver, defensive tackle. What they should do at quarterback if Deshaun Watson is suspended the entire year. Is Jacoby Brissett good enough? If not, what are some of their options? Is Baker Mayfield an option? We get into all of it. That's coming up on the podcast. First, I have to tell you about Football Insider. You get access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash browns. You can become one of our tech subscribers, and you get a newsletter delivered to your inbox every single day. It's written by a member of our Browns reporting team. It is exclusive to our subscribers. So again, cleveland.com slash browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. Get info. Get signed up. All right, here we go. Our Friday Orange and Brown Talk podcast. go on our Friday edition of the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Uh, Mary Kay came up with some questions today, so we're going to get to some of those. And let's just start here. Uh, We've been talking a lot about Kareem Hunt and Mary Kay. You talked to Kareem Hunt last week um, in the final day of minicamp. He said he wants an extension. He wants to retire a Cleveland Brown. Um, We discussed it a little bit, but I mean, let's let's just go right at it. Should the Browns extend Kareem Hunt? before the season starts? Well, you know, if it were me, I would go ahead and extend him uh, to maybe a shorter term deal, a couple of years incentive laden uh, the way that they did with the previous two years. I would do that because I still think he's very valuable as long as he can stay healthy and you can build in the incentives the way that they did in the past per game roster bonuses or per game bonuses. So I would do it that way. Uh, I think he can be really good in this offense. I think he'll be good for uh, Deshaun Watson. We talked about the fact that I think he's sort of an inspirational leader. Uh, You know, he brings the fire, he brings the juice and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So I would go ahead and do it. But having said that, uh, it seems to me that um, even just judging from Kareem's tone, that I I don't know that they're going to do that. It almost seems like they are more inclined to just let him play out the season and go from there. Ashley, what would you do? Yeah, I like Mary Kay's idea of this incentive-laden, you know, possibility of of an extension. But when I first saw the question, my first thought was in season. um, And the injuries were a big part of that. Like, he only played in eight games last year. He missed half the season. And I know we had conversations during the season, like, are those injuries kind of 
starting to pile up on him? Like, does he, is he getting a little more tread on the tires that maybe are going to make the Browns a little bit more wary? Um, and, and I think just given everything that he went through last year, and I know, you know, we talked about the last two games he missed. I think he was like, quote unquote, questionable for those. And maybe if they were in the race for the division still, or they were going, you know, trying to make the playoffs um, in a meaningful way, maybe we would have seen him in those games. But I, I do think the injuries are a question, but, you know, I do appreciate that he is a guy who, who's a great hometown story. I think he wants to be here. Um, I think he fits really well here. And I know you guys talked about this on, on one of the recent podcasts that I wasn't on, but you know, I just think he's, he's a guy who has so much talent, who is okay, not being that number one guy, like he's okay with the role he has here. And I think that's super rare. Um, so I would be, I wouldn't be opposed to them extending him, but I do think maybe in season is what they're looking at more. I would not extend him before the season. And I would, I would honestly hesitate as, as much as I love Kareem Hunt and his fit in this offense, I would hesitate to extend him beyond this year. Uh, I mean, he's making $6 million a year this year. That, that's his average per year. I'd have to imagine he'd want to stay around that number. You're already committed to Nick Chubb for about $12 million a year. And his contract, uh, you know, his cap hits go uh, 5.2 this year, then 14.8 and 16.2 in the last two years of his deal. You've paid your guards big money. You've made a lot of investment in this running game. And I just don't think it makes a lot of sense to have 18 to 20 million dollars tied up in two running backs especially with your quarterback making as much as he is and I mean I'm just saying I know I've I've said this before at some point somebody on this roster is seeing new contracts and is going to say hey I want that money like whether it's Miles Garrett or Amari Cooper or I, I mean at some point if Jed Wills becomes the player they think he can become you're going to have to pay him You know, Jack Conklin is a free agent after this year. There's just a lot of money that this team has to spend. And I don't know if it makes sense if you have a $12 million running back to then turn around and give another running back $6 million. It's Kareem Hunt is a luxury and it's a really good luxury. And I think he helps you win football games. And that's why I would not trade him this year. But I, I would have a hard time giving him an extension if we're still talking six to $8 million a year. You know, I think that the team feels the way that you do. Uh, Again, I would not be surprised to see him go through the season and then hit the market. Um, But I still think, I mean, even when you look at the $6.25 million cap hit he has, that's because he has uh, likely to be made incentives in there. It really won't work out to that if he doesn't play all of those games. So I kind of think they could do something like that uh, over the next couple of years where you, you don't necessarily have to hit those numbers. Um, I do think that he is worth it because he's such a dual threat, uh, in both the running game and the passing game. And I think that causes him uh, to be a little bit more, maybe more expensive than he normally would be. Uh, but I, I don't think the Browns are going to do it. I think they're going to let him, uh, play out the year, hit the market, let the market set the price and then go from there. If it works out that, um, you know, that they want to pay him uh, whatever after that, then then he can be back. If not, he'll he'll go find somewhere else to play. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to the quarterback discussion. Actually, you know what? Let's talk wide receivers now before we get to quarterbacks. We have about three quarterback questions, but I want to talk wide receivers first. Um, we mentioned the number two receiver position. 
Uh, it's Donovan Peoples-Jones at the moment. David Bell has been working in the slot. After that, there's a lot of question marks uh, with this team. And, and look, in reality, they are very reliant on DPJ and, and a rookie wide receiver behind Amari Cooper right now. So the question is, should the Browns sign a veteran wide receiver? And here are some names that are out there right now. This is uh, according to Spotrack. Uh, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley, uh, Deshaun Jackson is, is out there. He's like always a free agent, just con- just constantly a free agent. Um, Odell Beckham on this list, uh, if anyone is interested in bringing Odell back. Should the Browns sign a veteran wide receiver, Ashley? I have felt for most of the offseason that that just still feels like a missing piece to me. And I know like the Will Fuller speculation has been um, the most prevalent, shall we say, maybe maybe first in front of Odell, uh, because that's always a fun conversation to have. But, you know, I think Will, Phil, Will Fuller, the familiarity he has with Deshaun Watson is obviously a, a factor that I think is, is driving a lot of that. Um, I know we've talked about before, like, would Deshaun Watson, like, go as far as to lobby for him joining the Browns? Like, I know, I know for me personally, like, I just feel like there is a piece missing in that receiver room. Like, at the same time, it's gotten crowded towards the bottom of the depth chart, but I still just don't feel like they have that true number two piece. And I just, as somebody who's watched Donovan in college and in these first years of his pro career, like, I don't know that he will necessarily thrive in that true number two role. Like, I think maybe he's a really solid number three guy and that's like what his role is and, and how many, you know, teams have a number three guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones. So it's, it's just to me has still kind of feels like there's something missing there higher up on the depth chart. Mary Kay, what do you think? Yeah, I would do it. I've been pretty vocal all along in saying that I would add a veteran receiver to this crew because uh, Amari Cooper has been the Iron Man. He never gets hurt. He's always there. He's very, very durable. But in the event that he does, you really don't have a proven wide receiver. You have other proven pass catchers, uh, you know, in in some of your tight ends and Kareem. Uh, but just in terms of your wideouts, uh, you're looking at a couple of young guys coming up the learning curve. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones stepping into a larger role. Uh, so I, I would go ahead and do that. I would find that surefire guy uh, that you know that can go out there. Maybe a guy that's been to the playoffs or, you know, maybe even a Super Bowl or something like that. Uh, you don't necessarily have to do it right now, but as you go through the preseason, I think it would be a really good idea. And maybe it's somebody that shakes out from cuts or something like that. Uh, but I don't think it can hurt to have that guy around. Now, would it be Odell Beckham Jr.? I really don't think so. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I, I know there are people in the organization that feel that, um, you know, they just did not like the way that whole thing went. And, uh, you know, there just might be too much water under the bridge to to go back down that road again, even though he would like to be back here. Um, I mean, that would be one of his options. It's not like he's clamoring to get back here, but he would be open to it. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I look at this list and, you know, there are not a lot of guys on this list that, you know, that you, you know, you just think, my goodness, that person could come in right away and help. I mean, I think Cole Beasley's intriguing, uh, but you know, I, they, they might already have what they need from a Cole Beasley type of receiver. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's nobody out there right now that seems to make perfect sense, but I would still definitely be open to it. 
Yeah, I mean, there's nobody on this list that you look at and say that guy's like perfect. That guy is absolutely the number, like even a Will Fuller, who I think is really intriguing. America, you brought him up on this podcast. Um, you know, this is also a guy that hasn't, that has had injury issues. He's only played, um, he played 14 games his rookie year, and then that's it. He's played 10, 7, 11, 11, and then two last year. Now, in 2020, to be fair, that was part of that missed time was because of a suspension, not because of injury. Uh, but he hasn't, he has been a guy that has struggled to stay on the field consistently, um, which, which then kind of puts you right in the position that you were bringing him in for to begin with, right. As, as a, just in case Amari Cooper gets hurt, but I think he's probably the, the best player on this list. Mm-hmm. I, think we, I think we saw in Tennessee last year that Julio Jones didn't really look like the Julio Jones that we saw in Atlanta. So maybe that was the system. I I don't know. But again, even he would come with a certain amount of risk because he's 32 years old. Uh, Yeah, He's actually 33 now. So I I don't know. I don't know if you can revive Julio Jones's career. Yeah. You know what? You know, one thing that I probably would actually explore doing is why not? I mean, if you are still talking to the Panthers, about sending Baker Mayfield there. And Robbie Anderson has already been very vocal about Baker Mayfield. Why not throw him into the deal? Throw him into the deal. Let him come here and play with Deshaun Watson for probably part of the season, maybe part of the season. Jacoby Brissett, get him out of Carolina. Maybe that hastens that deal a little. He recently said he would want to retire, um, but now, you know, he's back. But I actually think that this would not be the worst idea in the world. He's a productive receiver. He's got some experience. He'd be another target for Deshaun. I would think about throwing him into the trade. Yeah, I, I mean, Ashley, would you would you throw in a draft pick along with Baker to, to bring Robbie Anderson back? Yeah, why not? If you're solving one problem and and kind of by chance having to happening to solve another problem. I mean, Robbie Anderson has been very vocal about not wanting Baker Mayfield there to the point that we know how Baker Mayfield handles these things. Um, I don't know that there would be much coming back from that relationship, even though this occurred before that relationship even hypothetically started. But again, I mean, it, it could, in theory, be an unconventional way to solve a problem that the Browns, I, I think, still have. All right, one more question before we get to quarterbacks. And Mary Kay, I see what you're doing with this question. Because you say, should they add a veteran defensive tackle such as Sheldon Richardson? (laughs) We're not going to dance around. Should the Browns just bring back Sheldon Richardson? Well, from what you guys have said, he's a fantastic (laughs) interview, first of all. So that alone would be be great, it sounds like. Um, But I I think, you know, when you talk about that defensive tackle room, it, it was interesting to hear Chris Kiffin tell Mary Kay, I think that, you know, they are, they've been really impressed with certain things that Jordan Elliott has added and, and the coaches are at this point more privy to that stuff than we are in terms of what they've seen. Um, but again, I mean, I just felt like on, on top of having, you know, not really having a true number two receiver, I don't think the defensive tackle room depth is is just not good. And we saw that last year, um, how those guys all graded out towards the bottom of the defense. Uh, it certainly would be an upgrade. I think I would do it. It's why I put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start talking about it. Um, yeah, I, I would do it. I, I absolutely 100% would do it. Um, I, I think he's, he's good for morale. He's good for miles. 
Uh, he's just that old school veteran type of guy that knows how things should be done. He knows the rules of the locker room, like nobody's business. Um, I think he'd be good for the young guys. I think he would keep things light. I think he would, you know, have even a little bit more fire under him that they let him go, come back, do some proving. Um, I think he'd be excellent for Perry on Winfrey. And at the, if the price were right, I, I think he could be very productive in there. So obviously the, the question was Sheldon Richardson, but I'd have looked at bringing back Larry Ogunjobi too. I, I think that would have been a, a guy that, you know, if, if you didn't want to bring back Sheldon, and I haven't seen what the number is for Larry Ogunjobi's contract. I'm actually looking around as, as we're talking here, but I haven't seen that number yet. He had an agreement with a big deal for the Bears, but failed his physical. Uh, and now he's in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I'd have thought about bringing him in too. Like a guy that, again, you know, well, he was a former draft pick when Andrew Barry was here. Um, they obviously decided to move on from him, you know, friends with miles. Maybe that's just the prerequisite. You've got to be friends with miles Garrett, but <laughs> I'd, I'd have thought about him too, considering how long he was out there. I, I'd have made that phone call and, and seen if he wanted to come back because he was a productive player for Cincinnati last year. Yeah, I would have done that too. I, I would have done that too. Um, he did have new life breathed into him by, uh, you know, just that wake up call that he got from having to leave the Cleveland Browns. And uh, he played with a lot of energy and a lot of power and explosion. And he had a career high seven sacks. So uh, that was excellent on his part. And I think he sort of found his sack voice that way. Again, as you mentioned, coming off of an injury. So you'd have to think about that a little bit, uh, but he, he fits. Uh, and, and I think that uh, that would have been a good move if, if he had been available. So. I, I think, go ahead, Ashley. I, I was just going to say, I think it, it really hurts to see him go from one division rival to another division rival now for Browns fans, given the year he had last year. And, and on top of the um, career best seven sacks, career best 16 quarterback hits as well last year, like, like Mary Kay was saying, he just really showed off, I think, that new level to his game in year five that he's, he's able to make those kind of plays. Yeah, he's a guy that, like, like I said, I'd, I'd have been interested in bringing him back. And look, if they want to call up Sheldon Richardson and, and see if he wants to come back and at least give us some good interviews and sit at his locker since we got open locker room again this year, that's fine. I'll take it. I think the point here is we all kind of feel like they need help on the interior of, of that defensive line. All right, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we will get to some quarterback questions. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast and Mary Kay we're going to start here uh, with the player who is on the roster and most likely to be the week one starter and that is Jacoby Brissett and the question you have is why might Jacoby be okay I think people are a little concerned about Jacoby starting especially if he has to start for a whole year but uh, why do you think he would be okay if he has to start games well, if, if it gets to, to that point, and it is an entire year, uh, the reasons why he would be okay, um, I would say, number one, 
you know, the, the Browns are pretty familiar with him. Andrew Barry was with him in Indianapolis and knows a lot about him. He watched him step in for Andrew Luck and have some success. So he sees something in Jacoby Brissett that maybe Browns fans don't really realize, you know, is there because they haven't followed it as closely. So there are things about him that they like and they feel that he can do. And then the other reasons include the fact that, uh, you know, he, he is stepping into a, a really good cockpit, as they say. Uh, so he has a really nice running game, a good offensive line, and a very good defense, an excellent defense. We've seen teams go pretty far uh, in a season with a really, really good defense and it, you know, in an average quarterback or maybe a slightly above average quarterback. So I would say those are the reasons why uh, if you have to do this, you would feel okay about it. Yeah, Ashley, what, how would you feel if it was Jacoby Brissett as as the man for this team? I feel like we're going to have this discussion a lot over the next two months Yeah. Uh, after we finally figure out whatever the suspension is going to be for Deshaun. But, um, I mean, how, how do you feel about Jacoby right now? Um, I feel like it could be worse. Like, I'm not necessarily <laughs> overly excited about it, right? Um, but I do think kind of like what Mary Kay was getting at, like the thing that's always, I think, just stood out about him is the fact that this isn't new territory for him. He's had this really weird kind of career trajectory where three times he's been thrown in as a starter um, without expecting that necessarily. And he did earn himself, I believe, an extension with the Colts because of how well he performed the first time he did it with them. Um, but I, I think that's a huge part of the draw with him. And, and I do think there is a certain intangible element when you are talking about the quarterback position and, and being able to kind of handle that pressure and handle it successfully. Um, especially when you are a guy who is basically a career backup essentially. And I do think he has that X factor about him. And that's a big part of what drew from him, obviously very close with Tom Brady from having been in new England and talked about how, you know, he's kind of served as a mentor for him the first time we got to talk to Jacoby Brissett this off season. So um, I do think there is something there in it. The, their situation could be a lot worse than it is currently, but it's still not a guy, you know, that it, anyone I think is going to be jumping up and down for if you hear Jacoby Brissett is going to be starting the full season, right? Yeah. I mean, what you're hoping for is to get that guy who in 2019, you got off to a six and four start. Uh, they beat Kansas city. I remember that Sunday night game um, when, when they beat Kansas city in uh, at Arrowhead with Jacoby as the starter. And, and he got hurt at some point in that year. Uh, they got off to a six and four start and then they just collapsed and went seven and nine it does sort of feel like that's what you're hoping to get out of Jacoby is if, if Deshaun's going to be out, let's say eight games or 10 games, just get this team to five and five or six and four, or, you know, even four and six, you could still rally and make the playoffs. If Deshaun Watson comes back and, and is ready to go. Um, you're, you're just kind of, if, if he's got to start 17 games, it gets a little iffier. But I think he's shown he's good enough, Mary Kay, that if you need if you need him for six, eight, ten games, he can probably give you what you need and keep you in the race a little bit. Right. And, uh, you know, I think they looked at it as, you know, sort of a little bit of an upgrade over Case Keenum, just in terms of some of the things that he can do, maybe not uh, in terms of skill level, but skill set, which is transfers a little bit better with Deshaun, a little bit more dual threat and different things like that. Um so I think they were comfortable from that aspect of it, but also uh, he doesn't cost them any more than what they are already paying right now. Uh, they don't have to give up a draft pick to get him. They don't have to give up more money to sign him. 
Uh, they don't have to give up anything at all. Uh, they can just kind of plug him in and go. And, and of course, some of this depends on how long that suspension is. Um, you know, again, if they start out with a year, there's a chance that on appeal, it won't end up being an entire year. So, you know, I do think that he could probably hold down the fort for eight games if that's what it is. Yeah, it's like for me, and I think I've said this before, like you're not counting on him to win you any games, especially if it's only a partial season suspension for Deshaun. You just don't want him to actively be losing you games. And then you hope like this star-studded defense that you've put together can do most of the work. And obviously guys like Nick Chubb and maybe Amari Cooper makes some big plays. The offensive line holds up. You're kind of just hoping that these pieces you have built around the quarterback can do just enough to remain competitive and stay in that race until Watson comes back. If it is again, only like that partial season kind of suspension. Okay. So if the Browns needed to add a veteran quarterback, um, Scott actually did a survey with our football insider texters and they ranked in order of preference, five quarterbacks um, who are all available. And this was, this was their order from most preferred to least preferred. Cam Newton was one. Colin Kaepernick was two. A.J. McCarron was three. That would be a weird twist. Hmm. Uh, Mike Glennon, four. And Josh Rosen, five. And apparently, according to Scott's text, uh, Rosen was the runaway loser in uh, hmm. in this survey, which, I mean, he finished behind Mike <laughs> Glennon. So that's all we need to know. Uh, Mary Kay, you also threw out uh, Newton and Kaepernick. You added Teddy Bridgewater in here. He's in Miami. That would have to be a trade. And you'd have to wonder he's kind of a hedge against Tua. So I, I think he would be tough to get, but mm-hmm. when you hear those quarterback names, who is it that stands out to you that if the Browns went out and made a move and there's another quarterback we'll talk about that they, they have to trade for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of those names, who's the one that stands out um, as, as somebody that you would want the Browns to maybe bring in? Well, you know, as you mentioned, there are others that we will talk about. And I think it would probably have to be a trade. I don't think they're, is a free agent quarterback sitting out there that they would feel would be an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so if, if it were going to happen, I think they're going to have to trade for someone. And so that brings you more into the Teddy Bridgewaters and possibly a Jimmy Garoppolo or, you know, Sam Darnold, which I, I don't see that happening. Um, but I think that's what it would have to be. And out of all of those, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I actually might prefer Jimmy Garoppolo in that situation just because he knows the system and he, um, you know, he, he has so many victories under his belt. He, can, he knows how to play winning football. Now, a lot of people argue that they win sometimes in spite of him, but I mean, he, you know, he has won a lot of games for the 49ers. I think it's this kind of goes back to like the Jacoby thing, right? Like we talk about Jacoby and how maybe, you know, it wouldn't be awesome to, if he were to start it for 17 games, but like, as I list these names, there's not anyone on that list that I think I'd rather have that guy over Jacoby percent. Is there somebody on that list that stands out to you, Ashley? Not really. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat and I know we're kind of jumping ahead by talking about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but that is like the one person. And I know it is interesting because 
when we were kind of hearing his name come up as, you know, a possibility uh, to replacing Baker Mayfield before the Browns went and got Deshaun Watson. I know, Mary Kay, you said that they just did not feel like he was enough of an upgrade, but he might, he is, I think, an upgrade compared to Jacoby Brissett, though, compared like when you're not, when you're taking Baker completely out of the equation. Um, But yeah, you look at those names and it's just like, no one really jumps out on that like free agent list specifically that you're like they have to go and get that guy because it's going to really just improve their chances like I would I would kind of you know be willing to to see what Jacoby Brissett can do if if those are the other options now there's one more thing that we have not talked about before we get to Jimmy and that is and I've <laughs> joked around about this before but is it that funny and that is hey Drew what are you doing this season <laughs> I know you don't have a TV job anymore. Why don't you come up to Cleveland for a year? Why not? What do you guys think? Well, he did kind of leave the door open on Twitter. So it, there have been crazier ideas floated, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I look, I'd be up for it. He's, you know, he's not like the all-time great first ballot Hall of Famer Drew Brees anymore. He can't really throw the ball down the field a ton. And, you know, he's not that guy, but he's still a guy that can run an offense. And win you football games obviously especially when he has a great defense like he i mean this is essentially the new orleans situation right it, it, he'd mm-hmm. be in a similar situation a good offensive line good weapons a really good defense the only difference is you'd be playing outdoors which mm-hmm. you know it's maybe that's maybe he wouldn't want to do that mm-hmm. playing outdoors in december but i mean look desperate times call for desperate measures why not mm-hmm. You got to think outside the box. I actually, I like it. I didn't, I didn't know if that, I didn't know that's where you were going, Mary Kay. I, mm-hmm. I would not argue against it. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not at this point, I would say if Deshaun is suspended for a year and the more I, you know, the more I talk to people, the more I, I really think that there, you know, there will be some kind of discussions that even if the league says a year at the outset that there, that it won't end up being a year. Um, but I, I would I would think about this. I think you have to explore all of your options. And we know that the Browns do that. They don't stand pat. They don't they don't just sit there and say, oh, well, this is the hand we're dealt and we're just going to go with it. They're very, very aggressive in trying to upgrade every position. And if they see an opportunity, they will seize the moment. I mean, the the answer is and it's the it's unfortunately the most ridiculous and never going to happen answer. But the answer is like everybody needs to just suck it up. And Baker Mayfield needs to play. <laughs> I, I mean, if like if we're being hundred percent honest, it's right? the path like, of least resistance. It's the path of least resistance, one hundred percent, because every, he's already here. Yeah, everybody needs to put their egos aside, and it, it's never going to happen. But that's he can come in. He can. He's shown he can win you games in this system when he's healthy. He, he can get himself a new contract, get himself raise his trade value. I, I don't know. That I mean, that's if he is still on the roster in July and Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for the year, that's what should happen. It's not going to happen, but that's what should happen. Yeah. I mean, you can make a case, but I just have to wonder, remember back to last year when uh, Baker was all about uh, how he was faltering because of his injury and the Browns were like, Oh, he's fine. He's yeah. fine. He's fine. I've, I've actually been thinking about that a lot for, for just okay. randomly this week that I've yeah. been thinking about that. Yeah. So, you know, you you kind of have to wonder, uh, do they think that Jacoby Brissett 
is better than 2021 Baker. And I have to wonder about that. And do they think that 2021 Baker is more Baker than people seem to realize? You know, I don't know. These are questions that we don't know the answer to. And we won't know until Baker gets back out on the football field with, with a pretty good team and he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, of all these names we mentioned, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, the 2020 version of Baker is better than Jacoby Brissett. 2021 mm-hmm. version, like you said, Mary Kay, probably not, right. but the 2020 version is. That being said, Jimmy Garoppolo, our guy, Jimmy G. Mary Kay, I joked with you earlier this week that it, it felt like old times talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. What would you <laughs> what would you give up for him to start for you for a year? Uh, you know, that that's a tough one because I think you'd almost have to. Uh, you'd almost have to convince the 49ers to take Baker off your hands. And you'd probably still have to pay a significant amount of Baker's salary in that scenario. So you would be taking on Jimmy's salary and keeping some of Baker's salary. But I mean, not the craziest idea in the world because Starting quarterbacks these days, they get 33, 35, 36, 38 million dollars if they're good. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would be open to it. I would definitely be open to it. I, I mean, I think that he's somebody that could step in and and win games for you. And again, he knows this offense. I don't think it's the craziest notion in the world. I, I think it's unlikely. And again. I did report back when they were looking to upgrade from Baker that for them, it just didn't seem to be enough of an upgrade and and worth everything that it would take, including an extension, long-term extension, all that kind of stuff. But in this situation for him to have an opportunity to come back and get back on the football field for, for a season, maybe he wouldn't even require, you know, maybe not even be looking for an extension just to kind of get himself back out there. Um, I don't think it's the the worst idea in the world. I don't either. Ashley, would you give up like a third for Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, and like Baker again, if you can convince them to take him, like I think Baker would have to be a part of it because in theory, it's like maybe the most collateral they would have in another quarterback trade is sending their their quarterback to another team. Um, because the, the reality is, look, like we know what their pick situation is, right? Like they don't have a ton of those picks to just be handing out in, in a deal that would ultimately just be kind of a stopgap and like solves your problem of, okay, we have a slightly better quarterback for this one year because the guy we paid $230 million to is suspended. Like, it, it to me, like you don't want to give up much more than that because you've already given up so much to get Deshaun Watson. But yeah, I mean, like if you're going to have to get Baker, have to unload Baker somehow, like, I don't know, uh, it's unlikely, but I think you would have to convince them to take him as part of the deal. All right, there we go. Uh, a few Browns questions here on a Friday on the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Uh, if you're not a Football Insider subscriber, I tell you all the time, you got to get on board. Training camp opens July 27th. You want to at least get on board before that starts. So to get info, get signed up. Uh, Cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're going to be starting our FAQ series here soon. Uh, so you'll want to hit all of those pods and uh, we're going to be going all through July. We'll have pods coming to you on a regular basis uh, all the way leading up to training camp. So for Ashley and Mary Kay and Dan, thanks for listening, everybody.